All right, guys, welcome back to RTW's Wild History Ride. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And on today's episode, it is going to be a continuation of our Pirates episode. Mm -hmm. But first, I do have to mention the share share get the word out there and also thank you guys for listening to us yeah we're gonna listen we're close to 1k i know and uh i i know our voices can sometimes be a little bit grating so thank you very much for mine's listening. i have a beautiful voice oh i can't stand my voice <laughs> when i hear my voice i want to grab an ice pick y'all sound the best i listen drum. to y'all and i'm like god and i'm y'all's yeah, cracked uh, out friend people have told me i have a great voice i can't stand it even the radio i've told y'all y'all have radio voices when, when i was on the radio show on the radio shows, I couldn't stand it because mm-hmm. I'd have the headsets and I'd be listening to myself speak the whole time. I did not like it at all. It was so uncomfortable for I me. I just remember Rhonda doing those uh, advertisements and I love the advertisements yes. she did. Uh, I have to say, my, I think my voice is weird. Yeah, no, it, it, just sound, it just sounds weird to the person who has it. <laughs> Number one reason for me is when I'm talking, it does not sound like it sounds when it's recorded. Oh, yeah. Uh, to hear yeah. my actual voice, I have to actually cover my ears and when I hear that, it just makes my skin crawl. At least you don't get ma'am. I get ma'am all the time. Yeah. All right. So today's episode, unlike our last Pirates episode where we talked about like three different Pirates all together, uh, this one we're just going to be covering one Pirate, yeah. if you will, a man by the name of Francis Drake mm-hmm. or Sir Francis Drake. I've never heard of him. Okay. Ne- never. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, he was an Englishman. And to the English, he was a privateer and a hero. But to the Spanish, who he hated, uh, he was a pirate. And uh, the man was born in 1540 in Devon, England. And he ended up becoming fairly famous. He he had several achievements under his belt and amassed quite a bit of fortune for uh, England and himself. Uh, he was so disliked by the Spanish that King Philip II – it was Philip II, right? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, – I knew it was Philip II because I'm literally looking at yeah, his name right here. Yeah, but uh, he, uh, they, he was labeled a pirate and was called El Drac, which just means the dragon. The dragon. That's a cool name. Uh, that is awesome. And uh, supposedly there was an a reward uh, offered by King Philip for his capture or even his death of twenty thousand ducats, which uh, in American would be eight million dollars at that time. Wow, that's, no, that's oh, oh, okay. I so, see what it, you're it, so think about that. So twenty thousand ducats. That's eight million American dollars in the present. Was that like alive or dead? Either. Either. So he didn't care if he didn't just care easier if, for dead. Just he kill didn't him. care if you just brought a body. Yeah. So yeah. But all right. So I said he was born in fifteen forty. It's not exactly accurate because they don't know when the heck the man was born because the uh, the only. Thing they have to tell when he was born were pictures, portraits made of him mm-hmm. because they claim that such and such portrait was made when he was 22. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, such and such pa- portrait was made when he was 52 and he became captain of such and such ship at 22. But those dates don't add up. Yeah. So he is safely estimated to have been born between 1539 and 1544. Okay. That's not bad. Better than some. His, They're uh, like, he was born in 200 or 300. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> like, okay, how could he be a century old at this point? But, uh, but yeah, his uh, his father was a Protestant farmer by the name of Edmund. And his mother was uh, Mary, uh, that looks like a Welsh name to me, Ooh. Uh, Milway. Ooh, Milway. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did not pronounce that right. That's pretty uh, But uh, they try, they to escape the persecution during the Prayer Book Rebellion, the family moved to Kent. Mm-hmm. And Edmund was ordained a deacon and made vicar of Upner Church. Uh, Edmund then had Francis apprenticed under one of their neighbors, 
uh, he owned a bark, which is a ship with at least three masts. Uh, some, sp- I'm not even going to go. I don't know. That's the a specific- big ship, right? Yeah. Fairly good sized ship. But uh, he worked under him. Uh, it was used for trade around the coast into France. And uh, when the man died, he didn't have a wife or kids. Oh, so well, he good. gave the ship to Drake. Oh, okay. And uh, before we get into his career, Drake was married twice. The first wife was Mary Newman. Uh, they married in 1569. And after 12 years of marriage, she passed away. Um, they did not have kids. His uh, second wife was Elizabeth Sydenham. Uh, she was roughly 20 years younger than him when they married in 1585. And they stayed married until he died. Well, he was like, so he was, uh, oh, so 20 years, so he would have been like 40s, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rhonda Milway. In, 80, oh, in 85, he would have been. <laughs> I'm going back to that name. Yeah, in 85, he would have been between 46 and 40, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, his career. He uh, he started it out, of course, underneath that ship yeah. with uh, the, three the neighbor. Mm-hmm. But then he started sailing under a Captain John Lovell and two other guys with him on the ships. I believe they owned one of the ships because they would sh- – usually ships for trading and things like that or an attacking would sail in groups. It wouldn't just yeah, be one yeah. ship. You're not going to do it all by yourself. I remember going that with Blackbeard and stuff like that yeah, too. Yeah, so – uh, two of them were John and William Hawkins. They were relatives of Drake's. And uh, now I'm, I do want to clarify. Standards for heroes were different back then than they were for today. To me, a hero today is someone who fights for their country or fights to save the lives of the innocent. Yeah. Uh, I love a good anti-hero too. Now, Drake, he did some impressive feats. That's what made him a hero to the English. But he also took part in things that today we would look disparagingly on. Yep. Namely, oh, good word. The too. way they earned their living in the 1560s was attacking Portuguese slaving slave trading ships yep. and Portuguese settlements on the coast of Africa, and they would take their slaves, load them up on their ship, and take them to Spanish settlements in the Americas and sell them. Mm. Yeah. So they weren't exactly nice guys. Uh. During his second voyage doing that, him and his buddies were in a Spanish port in Mexico, and they were negotiating how to resupply and get some repairs for their ship. Because now in video games and things like that, you just see, oh, the ship's fine. Oh, it's been blown to hell, but a week later, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, in the games, like you, your ship's fine two seconds after. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not the case. You actually have to do repairs and replace broken wood and things yep. like that. So they were in the process of negotiating with the harbor master uh, pricing when they were attacked by a uh, Spanish warship or by multiple Spanish warships. Only uh, two English ships survived. Drake and John survived by swimming away during the chaos. Yeah, shoot, I would. Shoot. And uh, it's supposedly at this point where Drake developed his extreme dislike of the Spanish. To the point of supposedly he even swore revenge against all Spanish for it. Yeah. All Spanish? Apparently. I mean, it's kind of extreme. Uh, that is extreme. Well, you know, I mean. I, I would assume he just means the people on ships. Yeah. Like maybe or the, the people that are actually in his way. Yeah. Not just all the regular citizens. Uh-huh. But uh, Drake spent the next year plotting and getting information on how to hit them. <laughs> so hit them he, hit physically and emotionally. Yeah. Uh, monetarily, monetarily. Actually, is where he's going. But he uh, planned an attack on what the English would call the Spanish main. Uh, the Spanish call it the Tierra Firme. And then the locals called it Isthmus of Panama. Ooh. 
So uh, this would be 1572. And again, he'd been doing his research. He did all his due diligence. Uh, that was where the gold and silver from Peru would be collected and then be sent over land to be picked up by Spanish galleons in a town called Nombre de Dios, which means in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, a pretty uh, name. So Drake had his ships and he developed an alliance with the uh, Cimarrons or Camarons. I, I don't know how to pronounce the the word, but it is basically it's a group of maroons which are people that have been escaped. marooned on an island no it's people that have escaped slavery oh. and are living okay. away from it so they're basically escaped slaves i thought you were meant so like he the people yeah he, he developed a alliance with them and attacked the town and they actually captured it for a time but the men noticed that drake was severely wounded and bleeding a lot to the point where they actually just basically drug him into a retreat to save his life. Mm-hmm. So they, they destroyed, they attacked the town, they did all this damage to it, but they couldn't get the treasure because they were afraid their captain was going to die. I wonder how much freaking treasure that would have been. I don't know that one, but he stayed in the area for another year attacking Spanish settlements and attacking Spanish ships. Uh, his uh, greatest success in the Spanish main was actually attacking what they called the Silver Train at Nombre de Dios. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's, Basically the same thing. It's where it's in route. It's not in the actual town. Yeah. It's something that's in route. It's uh, it's basically a caravan where they have it protected. They attacked it in March of 73. And at the time, his crew not only included the uh, Maroons, but also several French privateers. I wonder how big his crew would have been. I don't know, but uh, at different big points, they had attack, different sized yeah, ships. But, I guess uh, big enough to attack towns. Uh. Now, one of the French privateers was uh, Guillaume Letestu, who was apparently a famous buccaneer. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the Maroons, which again were escaped slaves who had a grudge against the Spanish, was a man by the name of Diego. And under Drake, he was actually made a free man and was also apparently a very skilled shipbuilder. Mm-hmm. And they would actually develop a close friendship and respect. I, I'm not going. I'm not respect. sure if I would call it respect because just because of the culture at the time. Yeah. But at the very least, a relationship, a working relationship, I guess. At the very least, they ca- they cared about each other to some extent, to whatever extent they could do at the time. Yeah. Because I mean, we got to think this is the 1500s. You're kind of taught differently. Your brain functions differently, and maybe maybe Drake was extremely open minded and did treat him as an equal as any other person. But I highly doubt it just because of the time. And again, he sold slaves. He probably just thought of everyone as opportunity for himself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's a human. Uh, so It they, was a triggering time in the 1500s. Yes. So they attacked the silver train. Uh, now, to do this, they had to leave their ship or leave their flagship because it was on land. So several of the men went ashore and they got uh, – they would have had bo- small boats that they took off the ship yeah. to get to the shore. And their their flagship would have been hidden somewhere out of sight so it wouldn't be attacked while most of the men were away. Because, again, they would take most of the men and then there'd be some left on the boat. On the ship. I'm sorry. I probably Yeah, because be- you want to like guard the ship, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they went in and attacked. And uh, after attacking it, they discovered that they had roughly 20 tons of silver and gold. Oh, my God. 
Could you imagine? What did you say? Twenty tons. Twenty tons. All right, Rhonda, let's move it. Gold. <laughs> yeah. What would we do? A wheelbarrow. Well, they know. buried most of it, which is where uh, the that's myth. That's the gate. Yes, that, yes. Well, yes. that's the myth of where. Uh, no, that has nothing to do with Uncharted. Oh yeah. Okay. But that's okay. the myth of where. Uh, well, that's how the myth of pirates burying their treasure came about, because they had to bury it so that the Spanish couldn't get it, and they could possibly come back and get it later. Have they found it? I don't know. But, oh my uh, god! I want to go. Yeah, find they buried it. a lot of it, and then the. The men who've just got done fighting and killing people and are possibly being chased by Spaniards carried as much as they possibly could across 18 miles of jungled mountains. <laughs> That'd be fun. God, what's in the jungle over there? Like <laughs> To get to their raiding boats to discover the boats weren't there. So more than likely, something happened to where they sank or they got dashed against rocks or something. You don't something think they happened. just went? You think the people left? No, 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 these would have been empty boats. Oh, they the, were the raiding boats, boats the small oh, okay. boats. They so would have been empty, not the ones that they left the uh, yeah. other people on. Okay. So, uh, Fran- Francis Drake managed to rally his men, and they buried most of the treasure on the shore and hid, while they built a raft for Francis and two other men to jump on and sail the ten miles around the coast to get to the flagship. Built a raft. Yes. That's pretty cool. And sailed it for 10 miles. Oh, my God. To but, get to the flagship to come back around and save the rest of the guys okay, and but, the gold. Yeah, how big was the raft? Just big enough, I guess, for... It was for, big enough for three guys. Okay. To survive against very choppy waters and very dangerous... I would assume, with how they're describing it, I would assume there are a lot of sharp rocks around that yeah. coast. Sharp teeth, I'm so sure, with some animals. the crew saw him, and of course, by this point, he's kind of... Uh, what would be the term? Bedraggled? Haggard. Haggard. Mm. Rough. Oh, bedraggled. That sounds cool. Is that a bedraggled? What's it? Is that a word? That's not a word. What's the word is, I'm looking yeah. for? Let me, oh, I'm going to look it up. While y'all are talking, but, uh, I'm looking it up. But so they saw how d- disheveled he was and were worried. So Drake noticing this as he's getting on the deck. Oh he, my God. Yes. Dirty and disheveled. Yeah, okay. That's what I was Bedraggled. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. That. But I wasn't sure with that's y'all. Good. With y'all's faces looking at me, I was like, okay, did I just make up a word? That I've makes never no heard sense? A, similar to disordered, untidy, and disheveled. Okay. Yeah. That I'm was bedraggled the word I meant. right now. That's the word I meant. But uh, I like that. So Drake, seeing how crestfallen all of his guys were. Crestfallen? <laughs> wow. I am an author, guys. I, I do know crestfallen. I, I do. do use big words occasionally. Lackadaisical is uh, my favorite word. So he decides to play with his crew. Just to just to screw with them, so he like he goes all downcast. Looks downcast. Like, Stop it! <laughs> Let me talk. Downcast, crestfallen. You, you keep this up. I'm gonna turn off your mic. Then bedraggled. But I'm gonna turn off your mic if you keep this I up. Love seriously, that, that was. But good. Uh, so he he makes himself look as depressing as possible. Okay, that's good. That's good. I can understand that word. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and they, uh, they're all getting all depressed, and uh, he finally just breaks into a smile as he pulls out this big gold necklace, and uh, he says. Our voyage is made, lads. So they they went back, got all the men, got as much of the gold as they could, gold and silver as they could. And supposedly during this expedition, uh, Drake climbed a very tall tree uh, near the Isthmus of Panama, the Spanish Main, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And there he the became land. the first Englishman to see the Pacific Ocean. And he remarked that he hoped one day an Englishman would be able to sail it, which years later he would do as part of the circumnavigation of the world. How do we know uh, that he was the first person like to see it? The first Englishman? Yeah. He probably was uh, because that area was controlled by the Spanish. I just don't know. I think of a little straggler. been like, hey, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving England. I'm going to go look. Yeah, so... Uh, the Flokies of the world. By the time he returned to Plymouth after the raids, which was where he was mainly based out of, mm-hmm. uh, 
the government had signed a p- temporary truce with King Philip II, and so, therefore they were unable to acknowledge all of Drake's accomplishments in official capacity. So in private, everyone considered him a hero, but that's when Spain considered him a pirate. Well, yeah. A good they, pirate, though. What did you say, 20 tons of gold and silver? Yeah. I mean, the man did his job. So uh, what we need to do now is instead of being podcasters, we need to be pirates, is what y'all are no, saying. No, we need to be treasure hunters. We do need to be treasure hunters. That'd be hey. fun. Okay, so now we get to 1575, and oh, there was an incident called the Rathlin Island Massacre. Oh, didn't sound very uh, promising. So, on the instructions of Sir Henry Sidney and the Earl of Essex, uh, which would be Sir John Norris, Norris uh, Drake laid siege to uh, Rathlin Castle, and the people inside surrendered. It was basically a, I want to say it was, it's one of the islands around Ireland. Basically, they're Irish. Yeah. I believe is what it said and uh they were irish or scottish because they sound it sounded like they had scottish. a scottish name but uh basically they kind of wanted to fight for their independence this was around the time that the rest of the irish were going to not be english and yeah. the scots were still scottish because uh no actually mary queen of scots i think was dead at this time if i remember my history correctly but uh, either way uh Scotland and Ireland didn't like England. We yep. all know this. Uh, the guys in Rathlin Castle surrendered. Despite the surrender, uh, Norrie's troops killed all 200 defenders and more than 400 civilian men, women, and children of oh. Clan MacDonald. So they surrendered. Yep. They surrendered. Yep. Uh, Drake, during that time, was given the task of preventing the Gaelic Irish, which would be mainland Ireland. Yeah. Right. That's not really mainland, but. People from Ireland. Yeah, Ireland, actual Ireland. Uh, and Scottish reinforcements from reaching the island. And that's what he did. He just kind of patrolled the island and made sure that nobody could come and... Was he a name. part of the massacre, though? Like, did he take uh, part from, in it? I don't know if he was. He attacked the castle, and he was in the ocean. God. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say, even if he didn't personally take he part in part murdering, of, he yeah. was part of it. That sucks. So, uh, yeah, that was one of the horrible, horrible things he did. And before we get into that, I just wanted to see what time we were at. Ooh, we're not doing bad. No, I feel like we're doing good. I feel like we're going so good. So now we start with the circumnavigation of the world. And I'm not going to finish all of that in this episode because we are going to... Ooh, Drake, I need that to we're here. We're here. Uh, we're going to finish that in a later episode, <laughs> probably two, three weeks from now. Yeah. So uh, with the success he had in Panama, uh, by 1577, Elizabeth I decided to put Drake on an expedition against the Spanish. Now, uh, there were several plans written up, and just things didn't always work out. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of weather, things like that. They, yeah. couldn't, they couldn't leave when they wanted to leave. Yeah. Also, they had issues with Philip of Spain because they were still supposedly under a truce, so they couldn't do anything officially in front of, Sp- in front of the Spanish. España. But Elizabeth was a very shrewd woman and probably one of the most impressive rulers of her time, of period. But uh, they managed to do it. They, they left out on December 13th with five ships and then they added a sixth. I believe the ships in total were the Christopher, the Swan, the Mary. Oh, God. What were the other ones? Uh, 
The Nina, know. the Pinta. No, the Whisper, the Swan, the Mary. <laughs> a little bit the further in Marigold, time. Marigold, the Elizabeth, and the Pelican. Yeah. Ooh, the Pelican. I like now, that one. The Pelican, Pelican ended up getting renamed. But no, there were uh, several issues. Uh, oh, but first, Diego is brought back. He uh, was brought back under the employ of Drake uh, because of his fluency in both Spanish and English. That way, whenever they captured the Portuguese and the Spanish, he could communicate. Oh, we're going to kill you. <laughs> like, well, not always. They didn't always do it. Uh, he was employed as Drake's servant and was given wages just like the rest of the crew. Wow. Now, uh, Probably not as good wages. They had to scuttle two of the ships, the Christopher and the Swan, because they lost too many men. Yeah. The third one they lost was the Mary, and that was because of rotting wood. Mm. So they just didn't have an opportunity to replace it. So they basically said, bye-bye. Yeah, the Pelican was going strong. What else? That would, what happened to the men? I mean, was it a crowd? Would crowd the ships crowded? Or did, I would you assume they lost that the, men? They or? lost a lot of, they lost so many men that they had to basically say, screw this to the uh, first two. Scurvy. And then the third one had rotted <laughs> wood. They, they scuttled the ships. Okay, gotcha. Now, uh, the fourth one they lost was due to violent storms. Uh, that would be the Marigold. And that the damage was so bad that it forced the Elizabeth to return to England, leaving just the Pelican. Yay! <laughs> My favorite uh, boat. Now, Drake then discovered an island called Elizabeth Island. Well, that they named Elizabeth Island. And there they renamed the Pelican the Golden Hind. Like after after a friend who had passed, his uh, coat of arms had a golden hind on it. All right. Can I ask what's a hind? Yeah, what's a hind? Uh, I believe it's a deer. A deer. Okay. I mean, you can look it up on your phones, but I believe it's a deer. I know. Oh, we'll look I- I'll look it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The look Pelican. it up. Because I'm reading my notes here. The gold. So uh, uh, deciding to take advantage of what they were doing, Drake uh, attacked several Spanish ships. <clears throat> Uh, first one, he captured a ship with 25,000 pesos of Peruvian gold, amounting in value to 37,000 ducats of Spanish money. And all it says is the butt. <laughs> the golden butt. That's all I'm going to call it. I don't think that's what it is, but it's just like, we're just, referring it, to the posterior. A deer. Is a hind a deer? I don't know. That's so H-I-N-D. Cool. I know. Uh, yeah, which, there's, I see hind deer in here, so yeah, I'm sure so that's it. Basically, yeah, they attacked red, the ship. It's a red deer. Apparently. It's a red deer. Okay. So they attacked the Spanish ship, got 37,000 ducats of Spanish money, basically, which amounts to 7 million in modern, 7 million pounds in modern standards, which should be close to somewhere around $9 million in America. I think me and Rhonda would be okay after our second million. You know? Yeah. I think so. I think it would be okay. Uh, Why be greedy? I know. Drake I might disco- you, Yeah, that's too much. Drake then discovered another ship, Nuestra Señora de la Concepción, Ooh. which was uh, sailing towards Manila, which is where... My uh, sister-in-law and nephew are from. If he made me like say like, "Oh, what ship are you on?" The blah blah blah. I'm like, absolutely. Nuestra not. Señora de la Concepción. I'm like, what? We're on the Anna, something like that. You know, I don't know. Uh, they renamed it, I believe, the Casa Fuego. Oh, okay, I like that better. Uh, Grace, uh, Drake chased it, and he eventually uh, captured it, which was ended up being his most profitable chest or profitable capture. After more profitable than seven yeah. and nine million, he uh, he found eighty pounds of gold. A golden crucifix, jewels, 13 chests full of royals of plate, 26,000 kilograms, which is 26 long tons of silver. Yeah. And uh, hold on. All right. Now, how big were these ships to carry? To carry all this stuff. Most of them were galleons. That is a lot of treasure. I love it. I mean, listen. uh, uh, 
Well, I think we need to find out where this is all buried. Where is his treasure? But, uh, and he was, he was get so, a metal detector. I, yeah, that's all we could do. <laughs> he, he was so happy with what he did that he uh, – the men that he captured, he actually dined with them and uh, – uh, <laughs> Did he share the wealth? With, he, well, he dined with the officers and gentlemen passengers and whenever he offloaded them, he, he gave each of them one gift appropriate of their rank as well as a letter of safe conduct. Okay. Oh, is that just basically saying that you can go home? Yeah. Okay. Basically, don't English. Don't kill them. They're okay. I love that. Actually, that right, that's the best gift I could could have gotten. We're about to wrap this up. Uh, in September of twenty twenty six. Oh, uh, why is it not in there? Did I? Oh, I was gonna save that for the second half. Oh, uh, incomplete. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did leave a few things out. You know what? We're just going to wrap it up there, and I will share the rest of his circumnavigation of the world in the, in the next, next episode, episode. Because there's some things that I could talk about, mainly the amount of money that he did bring back to England. But uh, I think we're going to leave it there for now, guys. Well, and I wanted to say too. So I think I don't know if uh, we're going to continue the episode after this week or whatever is going to be part two. Or are we doing? Uh, no, no, we're going to do one or two episodes between this and the next episode Ooh. of Pirates. So it's going to be a at least a week where you got to wait patiently before we release the next episode. Can I tell them? Um, can I, what we are covering? Sure, why not? Listen, it's it's some weird. I'm I'm gonna do a weird history title. I want weird history in it. We can say RTW's weird history or whatever. But we're gonna be talking about the Emu War. Emu War. The Emu War, or the Great Emu War in Australia in 1932. Uh, that was a friend or whatever that used to work at hometown that. Re- yeah. re- uh, oh God, well, I gave that away. I'm, I'm not saying anything William. else. Ah, uh, whatever. Hometown, whatever. At my hometown, we'll say that. At our okay. local grocery store. Don't even say that. They know it, because he used to work there with us. But oh God, uh, hey, I'm not going to tell it. Can say you say your name or edit? Anything. Yeah, I might have to. He, no. He's giving away too much information of where we live. Oh, whatever. Shoot. We we uh, add uh, the Instagram and stuff on that, too. <laughs> okay, so. okay, okay. If we're talking about episodes we'd like to do, I would like to do Weird Laws. Oh, oh my God. Yes, we yes. talked about that a long time ago. Yes. What's the one where you can't eat an ice co- ice cream cone while walking backwards? Or yes, something like that? I, or, or you, you can't get, have an ice cream cone in your pocket. Well, you remember we, <laughs> in, your <laughs> your, in your pocket? Why would I put that in there? Uh, the, That's the one awesome. that I like, you could beat your uh, what, what you could beat your wife on, on the, the courthouse, courthouse steps. steps. Yeah, on, only on the like third Sunday of the month. We should do that. Hey, you want to do that one before the Great Emu War? Uh, I don't care. What you're, yeah, I you like that. Honestly, I think we could all have weird laws with that. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm down with it. Shoot, we got a few episodes planned. Yep. Now here we were thinking we were running out of ideas. I know it. I, I know it kind of gets a little hard sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then we'll be close to Halloween, or yep. into October, yep. and we're going to do a month of scary stuff. Oh, and yeah, I, I'll, be part, I'll be part-time by then, too, so then I'm going to be really focusing on this and podcast. And I think we may have a guest uh, yes. host with us yes. one at least one at episode least one in October. Episode. Yep. But all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up there, and we'll catch you next week with the Emu Wars. And we will eventually wrap up Francis Drake's story. Francis Drake is interesting. Yeah, he is. Yeah, rich I just man. want to know where the loot is. I mean, he, he was interesting enough that they made video games about him. So, Which we didn't even really talk about. Maybe we can talk we about that to. next we episode. We don't have to. They're good series. Uncharted. Check it out. Check it's it awesome out. Series. I know. I wonder if they've ever heard of it. All right, guys. See you later. All right, bye. Till next week.